Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva. This is the Casual Fridays REI podcast today. We're talking about your buy and sell avatars. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our newest sponsor. Trevor Proban has launched a clothing company <laughs> called Eat a D, sell some, <laughs> send some M. <laughs> uh, just joking, just joking. Uh, uh, actually, let's talk about um, the Plum Investment Group. Guys, you have a property need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check out the website at plumminvestmentgroup.com. So I, I was planning on saying that as soon as you got done with the commercial, but you beat me to it. But you have led into one other thing. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast today, Mr. Proband. It's always a pleasure. Always having you. stealing my good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, always. we gave you full credit. We gave you full, full credit. We just even launched the, you a million the, dollar even business. The, even the signed pictures of me. <laughs> right? Like y'all can't come up with anything original. I, I'm tired of being the talent around here. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I quit. Just eat a dick. I'm leaving. Just eat some dicks, guys. Both of you, eat some dicks. I'm, I'm done. Make some offers. Make some offers. Eat some dicks and make some offers. Well, that's uh, Trevor's motivational speaks for his. His uh, mastermind group that he has, it is only $9 a month to be told to eat a dick and send some more mail. If you want to know how he does that and what what else is going to transpire, there's nothing else to it. Just eat a dick, send some mail. Eat a dick, send some mail. It's part of OnlyFans. Yeah, it's it's his OnlyFans account (laughs) where he yells at you like he was yelled at as a kid. That's a quite a new new intro to the show. <laughs> it's one way to get your blood boiling. There's somebody listening to this in their car with their kids on the way to school, and they're, the kid's going, "Mom, what's eat a dick mean?" And we, thank Trevor for that, honey. Thank Sorry, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. I that. think we're all just excited right now because we just let everyone know from the new master class who who's in, and everyone accepted. Yeah, so man, it's, it's great. Exciting. It is great. The, the second round is there. The first round is geared up to meet them at JL Bar in January. It's gonna be a Big time. Well, and I think, you know, we, we told everyone about that over and over again. But again, what we talked about the tribe, right? Last time I was on, <clears throat> all of those guys mm-hmm. had a class one. Mm-hmm. Some of them coming from across the globe yeah. are coming on their own dime mm-hmm. to come spend time with the second class. Yeah. That's unheard of. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we give awards to our normal live event for people that come multiple times like we have the uh, tim flood was the last one man standing so we'll start it over with the next group of probably four if you've done four three or four we'll start rewarding you again but that that is a huge huge testament um and i you know you don't really think about it why it's going on but when you step back and you look at it and you say you know what that's pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. it's pretty it, it, it validates some of the stuff that you do sometimes so yeah i mean i think i don't I think it'd be fair to say like if half the people showed up, right? Yeah. But the entire first group has is coming, and yeah. that that is awesome. Yeah, it's a sellout crowd. <laughs> well, and and everyone, right? Everyone is always looking out for what's in it for me. Yeah, right. The cool thing, and that was the reason that we did smaller groups, right? Yep. Like we, we just talked about at lunch today, Adam. Like we could we could do it for a hundred people. Yeah, it would be you couldn't have that. It wouldn't no. be close, right? No. You, the quality. 
and the long-term relationships and things like this can only be done in a small group setting. Agreed, 100%. Cool, so our topic for the day. Did you say it already? I did. Yeah. Okay, your avatar, your buy and sell. And so when we when we identify these groups and we start talking about this, I, you know, I, I was thinking about, I, I said this on the master, our, uh, the subdivide masterclass call the other day, but then I was thinking about it even more. And and as you go into like the Instagram and you get the motivational stuff, and it's like don't overshare. Basically, we're about to lay out what your thought process should be for 2023 and 2024 moving on into this market as you get into this uncertain market and what it is. And I, I love the idea of this, but then I'm like, man, we're just sharing it with all our listeners. Like, Hey guys, we, here you go. Here's, here's our business plan. Now run it. Um, and you know, you, you, you nailed the title with, but what do we talk about all the time? Oh, you know, saturation market. It's, There's no saturation, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's why we can talk about this openly and freely and understand, Hey man, this is where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, I'm going to, just a little bit. There yeah, you go. perfect. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the best part about that is again we can share this freely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because again, I can raise a hundred million dollars not buy everything in Johnson County I want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you know your buy and sell avatars, what that looks like. I think we have gotten a really we we've done a really good job. Correct me if I'm wrong. Of scrubbing your list down to what we think the eighty percent is that you're going to get your deals 90 percent and. You know, for us, we've talked about the Bass Boat property for years. We've said, hey, this is the type of property we want. This is what it looks like. This is the area. So we start going geographically saying, okay, hey, we're not going to mail to churches. They take too long to sell. We're not mailing to companies. We're mailing to people who live out of county. We're mailing to people who live out of state. Whatever that data twist you put on your mail or your text messages, we have that, and you do that really well. But what we have neglected is who is the buyer and why are they buying it and what does that data point look like for them and are you focusing that next step to them? So if, and, and I'll, I'll dumb it down a little bit. If your buyer is going to be a hunter, are you making the property a hunting property? Are you spending $500 on a feeder, a stand, and taking game cam pictures with a deer eating from that feeder? Are you doing that simple thing there for 500 bucks? How does that help your deal turn faster? What's the velocity to that? Well, we've been saying that a lot lately is that... <clears throat> And I even Trevor and everybody, it's like the new buyer mm-hmm. wants all that stuff done for them. Yeah. And that's what's going to sell properties in this as the market is slowing right now. I, and, I, and that's coming from also coming from like Lee and Puckett, which is a huge brokerage where I'm at, right? Yeah. Working four different states, have been in the game since the late 60s. Yeah. Sold billions of dollars worth of ranch stuff, right? Yeah. This past year is the first time, at least according to Lane, that they've ever like improved properties mm-hmm. especially high fence properties in texas yeah has outsold low fence yeah why is that tell me trevor interest rates are up right yeah the cost of capital is through the roof mm-hmm. they want to be able to finance all that into their financing again on larger more expensive properties right yeah. maybe not a thirty thousand dollar property no but, but it, you're still gonna it, it, it still works the same yeah. way yeah but, and yeah. so and so with that is i i would cho- so we, this is kind of one of those moments where you have those aha moments in your business. We have said you do not have to go to your properties to do this, to, to, to do this business. But I'd be willing to bet that if you walked out onto some of your properties, you would not buy them because you'd be like, if you if you didn't understand the, the spread, you would go, ugh, I can't get out of the car. I have nowhere to park on my property to get out of the car. When I'm parked on the side of the road, I have to walk through four foot, five foot tall weeds, for lack of a better term, thorns. I'm getting cut up. And then you're in there and you're like, oh, it's musty in here. It's this. There's no wind. 
And yep. what does it what does it take to get to where you can park one car or two cars or have a turnaround on your property? It's the same thing with houses, right? Yep. Right now, the houses that are selling are what are perceived as good values. Yeah. Complete. They don't want to put any money because it's, the interest rates are so damn high. Yeah. They don't want to put any money into it, right? And so that you've got to not only price it accordingly, but you've also got to make sure that it's where it needs to be. Yeah. Right. When it comes to uh, curb appeal or utilization. Yeah. So let's let's talk about just the the raw facts of it though. A um, a cedar eater for a day. What does it cost us? Twelve hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, anywhere from eight hundred to fifteen hundred. Just okay. depending on where you're at. A cedar eater is one of those bobcats or a skid steer that has a mulcher on the front that just shreds everything it touches. In that time, they can eat somewhere between one and two acres a day at that price. So by doing that. If you cleared out the underbrush, and that's eating it all the way up, but if you clear out the underbrush on two to three acres, you have a park-like feeling on your 10-acre track, your 20-acre track. You have a focal point for a person to come into. What did it cost you? It cost you $800 to $1,500. And if you added that onto your deal, but it sold two months quicker, is it worth it to you? And so what are those internal investments you can make to get a higher return, get more money for it? And I, and I know y'all have... Trevor, you have plenty of data on just adding like water wells in places that didn't have them and selling them for over market because it's there. That's exactly right. And the cool thing is, is we're also getting them appraised based on it. Even what we did multiple deals on this red mill mm -hmm. where we drilled water wells, ran power, and even did like little pads stuff there. Yeah. We didn't do it until they closed. Yep. And it's still appraised because the appraiser is going to call you. Yeah. Especially as me as a, a broker, realtor, whatever. And they're going to say, hey, what's the deal with this? Why yeah. is it going playing over, right? Yep. And your realtor is going to say the same thing, mm -hmm. right? Why is it? Okay, well, we're going to drill a water well, whatever. And they go, oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yep. And that's it. So it's improved. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, we've... we've. Uh, do you have something there? I was just going to throw in the one thing that uh, we haven't talked about regarding this is the, what you're about to test, the, the um, steel building. Yes, so the steel building thing. And we found some opportunity, and, and I, I love that Trevor... Never told me he didn't know what I was talking about until we actually were together. And I said, hey, pull over. Let's pull over real quick. Let's go to this. Because there's the opportunity to put metal buildings and sheds and cabins and things like that. And everybody thinks when you do that, you have to build it out to a point that somebody could live in it. And a lot of times, it's just a place for people to store their crap when they go out to the property. And I will say that in the last six months, I've sold properties that had, there was seven of them, me personally, that had some kind of structure on it. And different groups, masterminds, people that we've consulted with, add another seven more to that. So 14 total that had some kind of structure that sold way faster than everything else around it. Because it's it's there. Yeah, both those deals in Sutton County, too. Yep. The houses, yep. The, everything there. They were they sold. sold. Yeah. Yep. And so by saying that, we, we're not coming from a place of, I think I'm going to do this. But we have found th these metal buildings that are basically carports. They're modular. They can come out. They're about a 60-day waiting period to get them on your property. You can build them on a caliche pad. You can put them on concrete if you want. You can put them on dirt. And they're a carport that's walled completely in. But you can get lean-tos and make it look like a front porch on it. So now the guy walks in and he shows his wife, hey, babe, this is where I'll be. I can put my side-by-side -side in. We can put our chairs, our grill, have it all out. We can tell lies, drink beer under this lean-to, and we'll be here for days. Well, and it's really interesting. When I, last weekend when I showed Garrett that 250, uh -huh. right, we stopped and we looked over the ledge there. Uh -huh. I showed him. I was like, this is where I would put they got a little travel trailer, mm -hmm. but they wanted one of those. I talked to him about one of those little buildings there mm -hmm. so he can lock up his Ranger. Yep. And I was like, 
Now you can kind of visualize that. Yeah. And sometimes you got to walk them and hold their hands. And he was taking pictures for his wife yeah. and videos like, look, look at this view and all this other stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do that. And if you have one there, it's even better. Obviously, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but like, especially what we're talking about with these hunters and all this, all this extra miscellaneous stuff, whether that's a ranger, whether that's feeders, whether that is feed itself, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they save money when they buy corn and protein by the ton. Yeah. Have put it on a trailer, back it up into here, lock it up. Yep. Then they can use it for whatever they need to, whenever they need to. Yeah. That's real value to them. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get your stuff sold. So by saying that, so how do you understand what their wants and needs are or what your end product is? That's studying the avatar. That's understanding who's buying your property, what they're going to use it for, and is that what you thought it would be used for? A lot of this times is rubber stamped. You could do the same thing over and over and over Occasionally, you'll have somebody say, hey, you know, I was going to put a yurt here. Or, hey, I was going to put the campground there. Great. I have a power pole I can put. This is where I'd put this. Here's a picnic table that's $199 at Home Depot. Have it there with a fire pit. Now the person goes, him and his wife, they've been walking around the property because they can drive to the picnic table, park their car, they sit at the picnic table, they have a fire pit that you made with rocks from there or whomever made it, and they go, man, this is nice out here. Jake and Lauren, the first people that bought the deal on Red Mill. Uh-huh. Did the exact same thing. They brought a picnic table to the view that they could see that thing, and it's a it's a wonderful view. Yeah. And then then they decided where they want to put their house. Oh, dude, I I so every and I and I'll tell a secret on myself. Every house I've lived in, I have a spot that I sit down. Whether Adam used to have a rocking chair that he used to love to sit in, but either a rocking chair, a ledge, a picnic table, a lawn chair, where I can sit and stare off into oblivion, but there's somewhat of a view there. That's how I know I'm home. That's what we're talking about. How do you make that dream? How do we step them closer to that dream for themselves? Well, and how do you do that, especially if you're doing a absentee investment, right? Yeah. Say you live in Arizona uh-huh. and you're selling stuff in Arkansas. Okay. Okay. How do you know what they want? First of all, you should know who your end buyer is anyway. Whenever you're selling on the sales side, those are questions. You're if you're if you're, you're selling, talk it, you're, to your broker, your, your right? agent, your yeah. realtor, all this stuff like that. That's how you find out what's going on. So the next question, because is how do you get it on site? Okay, so you hire a guy that comes in with that brush eater, and you say, "Hey, man, I'd really like to put a picnic table out there at the best looking spot you see. Can you put one out there for me?" Yeah, man, I'll add it to the tab. So you're one ninety nine on top of his eighteen hundred dollars a day. He's out there for one day. Throws it on the trailer. He comes out there and he sets it out there for you. And goes, man, this is the best spot. I like it. Everybody at Bond Road mm-hmm. was asking me who the water well guy is. Yeah. And with all of it, right? Yeah. And they want that team. Mm-hmm. And if you can either have that team together or already have that done, especially already have that done, or say, hey, we will pay for it for yeah. you. It it makes because if you think about it. A lot of these people, at least especially with these bigger deals, right? Mm-hmm. They're busy professionals. Mm-hmm. They got good jobs. They don't have much time, mm-hmm. especially if they're three, four hours away from home, right? They don't have time to find the water well guy mm-hmm. and to run all that stuff. They don't have time. You know how many phone calls I made to Southwest Electric? Yeah. To make sure that they got their lines run where they needed to and all this other stuff. The, the peace of mind they get. Yeah. For the value that they have, whenever they're like, "Hey, you've already got a team around you," mm-hmm. it's huge. Oh, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I mean, if you've done more than I don't know a few land deals and starting out, you're going to know the type of people that bought that stuff from you. So learning your buying your buyer mm-hmm. like that, but that's not that difficult. You go, "Oh, this is what this property looks like. All these people are using it for hunting. Maybe I should focus towards hunters." Yeah. 
And, you know, and like you said, with like the Bobcat guy, well, the type of property, properties that we also are um, selling and that we deal in a lot, we typically have land brokers on it. Mm-hmm. Those people are getting paid to sell your property. And they I, know who's buying. Yeah, I think, Absolutely. They, I think they can take 30 minutes to go walk your property and say, you know what, this is where my clients are going to want to buy. This is yeah. where we need to set something out. Yeah, and I, I am of the firm belief that spending 1000 2000 $3,000 on a little cleanup, make-ready, show-ready look is money well spent. and i i just remember me and adam we went and showed a guy that worked with him a property i had in just in was that Bowie county outside Mm -hmm. of texarkana uh decalb yeah Yeah. and so we got there and i brought a weed eater with us so we could cut through the little bit of grass that was blocking the gate because it had a really nice gate and it had a it had a pad that was a dirt road or caliche road to a camper we couldn't get to it it was so thick we had to like machete our way to the camper and open it up I know if I were the buyer going, I was like, eh, man, I don't want to deal with this. And we told him, hey, man, I'll get it cleaned up to where you can get into it. It wasn't like that when we showed him. I hired a guy to come out two weekends later. He came out. He charged me $700. He cleared an acre clear for me and then started to run and show me trails through the, the property. The property sold for full ask the next day it showed. Well, that's just like... If I'm going to sell, try to sell a house, mm-hmm. am I going to leave a bunch of garbage in the way no. that you got to walk through and step over and all this other stuff? No. No. And even if it's the best house, the, even the experience to see that takes away any vision that you had. Yeah. I uh, I agree with that. I So I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. I used to flip motorcycles for fun off Craigslist. My goal was to go buy the one like that... Like Evil Knievel? Like flip like, them? No, like yeah. flip, like buy and sell. Like I would go to the hood and buy a crotch rocket that would have a bunch of crazy stickers on it. The You know the article was written with you know certain vernacular that was would scare you to go to that place to buy that motorcycle. You were not wanting to go to that place to bring 4000 cash with you to buy a motorcycle, even though it was worth five or six. So what I would do... Is go into the go into that area, buy the motorcycle. Say it was listed for four. I'd offer them thirty two cash. I'm here right now. I'm ready to go. I'd have a gun on me. Buy the bike for thirty two. Load it in a truck. Take it home. Take the stickers off. Wash the bike. Take really good pictures in front of a nicer house, not in that side of town. List it for five thousand dollars, and I'd sell it for forty eight hundred bucks that weekend. Never. It would just. It would work because it was a better presentation. My, the buyer for that bike wanted to buy it. They were scared. Scared. They didn't like the way it looked. There was just too many things causing friction in the deal. So the dream of bike ownership is a, but I need to remove that friction. Whether it's the it needs a new windshield. Whether it needs yep. some. It has a sticker of a marijuana plant on the side of it. As a forty year old guy that's a corporate America, I am not going to buy a motorcycle with a big weed plant on the side. I'm just probably not going to. So you make it meet the market that you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's I think that's where we really need to focus on what they're looking for, right? Yeah. We're great at finding the sellers. We really need to refocus on what we're doing and what is perceived value to our end buyer. Agreed. I think that is the, the play for 23-24. You've heard it from us. We marked it today. Now, when you hear everybody else across the guru <laughs> spear saying, oh, this is what you need to do, we're not telling you to go develop it. We're telling you to clean it up, make it get out to where it doesn't scratch, and you would trust your wife or your kids to walk across it without getting eaten alive by some kind of, what's a monster's name? Chewbacca? Chewbacca. Um, some, what's the one where you used to go hunt? Yeti? 
not Yeti. The people would go, you take a, a kid to go hunting, and it's really not something you hunt, but you tell them it's that animal. Snipe. Snipe hunting. Thank you. Yeah, but that's not scary. Yeah. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah. I was I was looking for Chupacabra or Snipe, chupacabra but I couldn't get to that. Brujas. And and br- I don't know what a Bruja is. A but... Okay. So, so avoid the Brujas. <laughs> And let's uh, let's get it gone. So now, as we as and the reason we're doing this show right now, this time of year, is because you should be setting up your 23, 24 goals. Absolutely. And we're telling you, hey, this is the this is the play. Mark my words, because I'm gonna make a lot of money off of it this year. Absolutely. Cool. All right, guys. Well, that's it for today. Then I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. Then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys. Bye.